0: I'm Taylor Scoglia, and this is Girl, It Is Time To Thrive. Welcome back to another episode of Girl, It Is Time To Thrive. Today, I have a really fun guest on for us today. Her name is Shelby. I'm going to have her introduce herself, but I was so drawn to her because what she does is she basically turned something that is she's passionate about, but she turned it into a business and now she helps so many other people, one do something similar. but I'll just let her explain it because you'd like I loved what you do because it's different and it's fun and it's something that you clearly like really like, when you when I was reading what you did, you sounded like you loved it. So, here is Shelby. I'm going to have her introduce
1: herself. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. My name is Shelby Lee. I go by Shelby Lee poetry online on uh, Instagram and TikTok, but I am a mental health writer. I write poetry about um, all types of mental health topics, um, mostly like self-doubt, insecurity, um, kind of finding yourself and finding love for yourself. Um, That's been a big part of my journey. And I started sharing my work online around seven or eight years ago, and growing my audience. Um, And then I started publishing some poetry books. Um, And then from there, I took kind of that passion which I still love and still do every day into helping other writers um, succeed sharing their work online and building their audience and publishing books as well. So you're right. I absolutely love what I do. I'm so grateful to be able to do this full time now um, and pursue you know my writing passion. I've always wanted to be a writer since I was a kid. So the fact that I get to do it now and also help other writers at the same time is amazing. So I edit poetry books and then I run an online poetry community for other um, poets who are aspiring either as a hobby or a career. And we work together to publish their poetry book Um, And we also do monthly workshops together with different guest hosts, which is really fun. And then I also teach marketing to any genre of writer, um, which is really fun as well, helping people feel more confident sharing their work on social media and just promoting um, their work because their books are super important and their readers need to find them. So I love helping other people with that too.
0: See, so cool guys, right? Like it's so different. And I have been talking to people a lot this week on my social media about how you can basically turn any passion into some kind of business. You can monetize it some way. If you want to, you mm-hmm. need to have that desire first and foremost. So the fact that you're on this week is just like, so funny to me. Cause it's perfect. Yeah. But what you do is when you talk about mental health, how did, how are you introduced to writing as a way to cope with mental health? Because I think so many people more than ever with like the pandemic and everything, mental health is a huge topic and I love that it's finally being talked about and there's so many different coping mechanisms. So how are you introduced to this one?
1: I think it was one of those things where I was doing it and didn't know why I was doing it. I've just always written And I, as I like growing up in my childhood, I don't think I realized that that was why I was doing it or a part of the reason I always enjoyed writing, whether or not it was, I guess, healing for me or not, but at the same time it was healing for me. And I didn't really realize it until I looked back on it later. So it was never introduced to me as like, this is how you can cope with your mental health, or this is how, you know, you can kind of find this like escape through writing. I was just doing it. Um, And same with reading. I was a huge bookworm and loved escaping into books and like finding different worlds and all of that. So that really resonated with me. And then whenever I started in early college, that's when I started writing poetry specifically. And I think I kind of realized soon after that, that that was a way for me to cope with just change of like college um, and different other, you know, relationships and changes going on in my life at that time and working through anxiety and, self-doubt that I was experiencing and just realizing how much better I felt after I had let it out on the page, um, and journaled or written a a poem where I just really like let myself out there. Um, so I think that's how I kind of realized like, this is really helpful. And then just the fact that I've been doing it for so long, um, knowing how helpful it is for me. And then I started researching like, oh yeah, this is a real thing people do for their mental health. So yeah, it was never something that was really introduced to me as that, but I've kind of over time learned that it can be so helpful for you. Mm.
0: Yeah. I like how you just put it because sometimes people, you know, you go, you can go to a therapist and they can give you coping mechanisms, but a lot of the times we learn to self-cope. And once we come to that realization, like, oh, wait, this is, this works for me. Mm -hmm. Like, let me pursue this a little bit more. Like, let me make this part of my daily routine. So the fact that like, it wasn't just something that was like, you should write because you're a good writer and that will be your coping mechanisms because it probably would have been stressful if someone was like, you're a good writer. So just like write for your coping mechanism for self-doubt and anxiety. Instead, it's just something gradual. Right. So if you are someone out there listening to this and you're struggling with mental health,
1: look at what works for you. I think that's just a really good example. Definitely. Yeah. I think different things work for everyone and not everyone loves journaling or writing Mm -hmm. out their experience, but it definitely helps a lot of people. I
0: have always been told by my therapist to journal. Mm -hmm. Like I've been going on and off for years and she's always like journal, journal, journal. And I just started doing it because I wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. It got to the point where I was like, you know what I want? I want to do something where I just sit and have my coffee and enjoy my quiet time in the morning. And I love it, but I think I was so reluctant because someone was telling me to do it. Like you should journal. And once you start doing it for yourself, like you said, it would, it can't, it's not just something that's like introduced, but it's something that over time you're like, wow, this, this really works. So, and I'm not a good writer. I'm a horrible writer (laughs) and it still works. So absolutely. when it came to writing poetry on the internet, yeah. How did that happen for you? Tell us how you got, how you decided to start doing that.
1: Yeah. I kind of jumped into it probably before I was ready to, (laughs) um, whenever I started writing poetry, I was like, I'm just going to start posting this. And I chose to do it anonymously, which I'm really glad that I didn't continue with that because it would be completely different now. If I was still anonymously posting online, um, whenever I first started, I was like, I'm going to write a poem a day for a year. And I feel like I can only hold myself accountable to it. If I'm posting it online and other people are following along with that. So that's what I chose to do. I started a Tumblr account back in the day, mm-hmm. <laughs> no longer really used, but, uh, that's how I started. And I just said, I'm going to post every day for a year. And if I get any readers, that'd be cool. And if I don't, that's fine but I just wanted to practice and hold myself accountable and get better. So that's how I did that. And then I, like I said, I was anonymous for the first year. And then after that year, some of the readers were like, you should make these all into a book. And I was like, Oh, I don't know how to do that, but like, I'll try. So I self-published a smaller collection of my favorites from the year. And at that point shows like, okay, I can't be anonymous anymore if I want to like actually be a writer and be an author and people know my name and <laughs> all of that. So I, decided to start showing more of myself. And that's when I got onto other social media platforms. Um, But yeah, I self-published my first book that year. And then since then I've been continuing to grow my audience and share my work online.
0: What year was the year that you uh, decided to do this challenge for yourself? It was the end of
1: 2015 is when I started. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow.
0: That's so exciting. So I like how you said it, that you, you started probably before you were ready. And I think that is a lot of entrepreneurs or people who have passions and want to start something, it's okay to start before you're ready. And even though you did it anonymously, which is a great way to get started, it's like, okay, there's no, like, it's less risk that way. So in 2015, you start this challenge for yourself and then you self-publish the book. You start showing your face. What platforms did you really start marketing yourself on after that?
1: Yeah. I moved to Instagram and Twitter after I had already published the book. Um, Mm -hmm. and I realized (laughs) if there's any marketing people out there, like even though I had an audience, I think I had around 70 or 80,000 on Tumblr. I didn't do any marketing of the book. I just expected sales to like roll in and I was very wrong. (laughs) So that just goes to show if you have a decently big audience, that doesn't mean anything if you don't know how to market it. So I put out this book and thinking like, oh, I'm going to make all these sales. And I sold like five <laughs> um, from Tumblr. And I was like, oh, man. So I, that's when I decided to move to Instagram and Twitter and again, start kind of promoting myself and building my personal brand around my writing rather than just being an anonymous figure online. So that's where I moved to after that. And then now I'm on TikTok, which is my biggest audience. And I love TikTok dearly. <laughs>
0: So this wasn't one of the questions written, but because I don't know TikTok, I was just on TikTok before our meeting and I just learned about something, this group of young kids, I don't know, the elevator boy, I don't even know what they're called. And I like Googled Mm -hmm. it and they're like very well known. I was like, wow, I'm really aging myself. I had no idea who these people were. So I'm a TikTok. I don't know. I don't know. I guess they have like millions of followers and like they had Brad Pitt and all these people. I don't know. Oh, wow. That's what made me Google them. I was like, is this a thing? So I'm new to TikTok. Can you talk to us about marketing yourself on TikTok real briefly as a creative person? So I think there's different types of entrepreneurs and the creatives I have such a passion for because it's more raw and vulnerable. I feel like when you are a creative, you're sharing your work on the internet where people can be mean and they can Mm -hmm. love you. And there's just a lot of people that get to see you. So as a
1: creative, how was getting started on TikTok for you? Yeah, it was really scary. You kind of just proved my point though, which is what I was going to say with TikTok, um, it's so personalized to you. Like I w- I've would, i never seen them before and everyone's feed is so different based on what they like. So you can be really big and know people don't know you and other people like love you. It's really interesting just like how the algorithm works. Um, but as a creative, I started in 2020 on TikTok and I had never... Like read my poems out loud before, and I actually had this huge hatred of my voice, um, and how my voice sounds. And I started reading my poems, and it would take me like a hundred tries. I would like sit in my closet and like a nice enclosed area and read my poems, <laughs> and not be so scared to post it. And it was horrible. And um, now, like two years later, I have an audiobook that I got published because people asked me for an audiobook because they liked my voice. Like all these different things have happened from this platform. So definitely jump in. I love it so much. Um, But as a creative, yeah, being vulnerable about especially mental health stuff, which is what I write about, is really scary. I do open myself up to very nice comments and the occasional not nice comment. Um, I will say TikTok, I feel like is a lot nicer than other platforms. I haven't had as much negativity on, on TikTok as maybe Instagram, for example, Um, but everyone's entitled to their, to their own thoughts, but it is scary um, for sure to post work like this. That's very vulnerable, but it also has helped a lot of people too. And I love hearing that it has made other people feel less or feel um, more sure of themselves or know that they're not strange. They're totally normal for having these feelings. So that always helps me move forward with being vulnerable too, and continuing to share my work on Um, But yeah, I think anyone, any creative, especially on TikTok, it does so well, just being authentic and being vulnerable and being yourself. People really love that. I will say that is definitely the thing that I see on TikTok. It's
0: the more authentic you are, the more vulnerable you are, the better you do. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. there's the trends and there's all that and people find those fun. But whereas Instagram you get up and you, if you post a, re- a 30 second reel, it's a lot harder for that algorithm and whatever else to see mm-hmm. it. But if you talk on 30 seconds and you tell a funny story or a mental health story or something that is relatable, it goes it like TikTok, mm-hmm. it does so much better. I so agree. And the whole voice thing, I got started in the online space because I'm a chef And I started doing like food blogging. And when I would try to do voiceover recipes, (laughs) I would be in my closet too. And I'm like, (laughs) now I'm dumping the salt in. And I'd be like, oh my God, I sound so ridiculous. So it's funny how over time, like if you think about like 2015, you started anonymously because Mm -hmm. of like fear to now you're on TikTok reading mm-hmm. your poems out loud like what a journey you've had in 7 years from the person who's like I shouldn't have mm-hmm. I started probably before I was ready to I actually like love my voice mm-hmm. I did an audiobook <laughs> I don't even know what my question is but like I just oh, want to celebrate you. you for a second cuz that's like 7 years it of an incredible
1: been. journey it
0: like, has so been. much growth and I
1: didn't realize that until the past couple of years um, where I was able to go full-time and I've just looked back on my journey. I was just talking to another poet the other day who we've been, we published around the same time back in like 2016. And I guess I had messaged her in 2016 and I was like, I'm so scared to show my face. Like on Instagram, I don't want to like be on this platform and like just saying all these like really like doubtful things about myself. And she was like, you need to do it. And I just like looking back at that journey where like I'm on stories every day, <laughs> like talking to people and like going live and all of these things where I just, my seven years ago self would have never believed me if I sold them, you know, where we're at today. So it's been an amazing journey of growth for sure.
0: I think any type of business owner, you're always putting yourself out there, but from being more on the online space in the last like year, I feel personally, this is just my personal opinion. I feel that the growth that has occurred because I made this like decision to show up authentically. And I made this decision to sell stuff and put myself out there. I feel like when you decide to like have an online type of business, you, there really is so much growth in that because you're not just like dealing with your small town or people who may walk into your store. You're dealing with like, you could post a video and like hundreds of thousands of people, Mm -hmm can see it and that's it like there's there's so much more visibility with an online business that in order to truly succeed and like you know there's so many definitions of success but like I feel like you have to really like keep looking at yourself because those mean comments can get to you because someone could say, Oh, you're fake or you're this, or you really have to have a lot of self-growth. And have you seen that with being coming more and more visible online? Like you have to continue to really work at like that
1: mindset and self-growth as you've grown over the last few years. Yes, definitely. I think that I have, you know, experienced the ups and downs of being an online, like creative person. Um, and also being an author, I get bad reviews in my books too, which is totally fine. Like again, opinions. Um, but yeah, in the very beginning, whenever I got my, my first negative review, which wasn't even that negative, I like bawled my eyes out. <laughs> I was so sad. Um, and thinking like, oh, no, one's ever going to like my books, like after they see this review. And of course that was not the case at all. Um, and so I'm just thankful for my own like resilience and not giving up after that. Cause I very easily could have. And I feel like a lot of people are deterred from those negative comments or negative reviews and don't keep going. So yeah, I definitely feel like I'm a lot more resilient now. I don't really bat an eye at like the negative comments. A lot of them make me laugh, honestly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that that's just unfortunately part of sharing your work to such a wide audience. Um, but at the same time, the, the positives far outweigh the negatives. I've met so many incredible people um, being able to sell my books to that many people is incredible. And having an audience of readers who follow along with my journey and all of that is just way better than I could have ever imagined. So that little bit of negativity is just, it's a little blip in the process, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it is like, I feel like it's definitely like, it has to be a growth
0: thing because I had, so I had a reel go viral and I had so many positive comments and probably like 20 negatives, but like those 20 negatives four months ago, like destroyed me, destroyed mm-hmm. me. Cause they were like, yeah. I mean, they're like really mean people out there. And it's like, wow. Mm-hmm. But since then it's like, okay. Cause you never know when it's going to happen. It was not a reel that I was ever thought would get 4 million views. Yeah. I'm like, it's okay. always the ones you never think. will. I was go like, this anywhere. isn't even in my niche. This was just me like being <laughs> stupid and talking. Yeah. And of course, but Because of that visibility, I think, you know, when you decide to have an online business, you really do have to like look within because, Mm -hmm. and you have to look at the positive and you have to look at like, okay, this person like pray for your soul because you're (laughs) just not a nice, like you're a nasty person. But anyways, that is not the point of this one, this conversation. I'm just like, so I just can't get over your growth in seven years, like from not wanting to be shown. So When you decided to go full-time, because I obviously know there were struggles and doubts when you got started because you went anonymously, but when mm-hmm. you decided to go full-time, what were some of the things you had to overcome and how would you encourage someone who is on the fence of should they take the risk to go full-time in their business?
1: Yeah, I think I was ready whenever I decided that I was going to do it. First of all, I put together like a whole six month plan. I'm very much a planner. (laughs) I'm not like a spontaneous, I'm going to quit my job next week type of person. So I did want that consistency. And so I decided like six months in advance, like, okay, this is my day. Um, and if I can like achieve these goals, then I'm going to do it sort of thing. Um, so I started like working, I was already working a lot outside of like my day job, but even more (laughs) was like working my butt off to do all these things and accomplish these goals and then decided to, and it was terrifying. Um, but I feel like whenever I actually got to the point where I was going to do it, I was like, no, this is like absolutely what I need to do. Like, this is not fulfilling me anymore. I'm so much happier when I'm working on these things that I'm, doing with my own business and my own writing. Um, so I think that was like the main thing was a, just having like the consistency and knowing, okay, for the past six months, I've been able to achieve these certain income goals or whatever it may be, um, to be able to succeed without my day job. And then also just knowing like my own passions and, you know, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't spend my 40 hours a week doing something that I'm just not passionate about anymore. I need to be focusing fully on this. So it was a scary leap, but like I said, when, by the time I did it, I was like, no, this is absolutely what I'm supposed to be doing. And I didn't have the doubts anymore, which is, I think also how I knew that Mm -hmm. it was the right decision. Like I I've always doubted myself. (laughs) So I knew like, if I'm not doubting myself, this is absolutely the right choice. What year did you decide to go full-time last year? Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. So
0: that's another thing to note. Like that's what six years into this journey. Mm -hmm. So absolutely, it it goes to show that it's not an overnight process. I think, I think, you know, with with social media and, you know, people like you said, like we were just said, like you can have a viral reel, you can have two viral reels that people have, I think their eyes get set on instant gratification, Mm -hmm. but this slow and steady, like, you know, the kindergarten, I feel like I'm back in kindergarten, (laughs) slow and steady wins the race. So like to continue to show up, to continue to put in work for six years before mm-hmm. even choosing to go full time. That's yeah. a really big thing to note. So if you are listening to this and you are five months in and you're like, oh, it's," Ooh, I almost just knocked my mic over. <laughs> if you're five months in and you are frustrated, just know that like this is it's a journey like. I, of course, if you have overnight success, like celebrate that, but like it can take six years. It can take seven, eight, 10 years. So do not give up. If you are someone who's listening to this and be inspired by the fact that six years of, you know, you had 80,000 followers after what a year on Tumblr to growing, like it's does not amount. it's not about the followers. It's about, no. it's about the sales and it's about the consistency to show up. So when you help other authors market their business what where is like what's something like the first tip that you if someone comes to you and they're like I want to do what you did and they're an author and they're where do you like kind of guide them like is there like I know it's not one advice for like one like everyone's different but like what would be something like the biggest tip that you could give someone
1: Honestly, a lot of the writers that come to me are not promoting themselves nearly enough. And they think that they're doing it a lot and they're not. Um, So I always kind of try to drive home that no one on social media is seeing every single post that you make, um, every single thing that you do, like no one's watching you that closely except for yourself. So we may think that we are promoting our books a lot when in reality, I'm like scrolling through these people's posts and they haven't talked about it in like weeks, you know? So that's one of my biggest things is like, oh, I'm not seeing sales, but I also haven't talked about my book in like a month. (laughs) So that's one thing that I would say. And then the other thing is just not even starting. Like I got a lot of writers that come to me and they're like, I need to start making money from this. Um, when, when will I start making money? And like, we just talked about, like, it's taken me a long time of consistency and showing up pretty much every day and sharing my work and promoting my work, um, to be able to make money from it and, you know, publishing books and making money from those as well. So don't wait to start, Um, start as soon as you can. Again, like I said in the beginning, like start before you're ready. It's scary to put your work out there, but the more you can, you know, spend time growing your audience, finding those loyal readers. You don't need a million followers. You need loyal readers who enjoy your work that's what matters the most. And then talking about the book or talking about your writing or where people can find you. Um, I just, yeah, I don't like to see people hesitating to promote themselves because we pour our hearts and souls into books or whatever. our, And we, we know that they can help people and they can benefit. People. And we don't talk about them because we're scared of being promotional, but if someone's following you for your work, they want to know about mm-hmm. your work. So don't be, a, don't be afraid to promote it. I feel like everything you were saying is like what my all
0: of my Instagram stories have been about this week. Yes. It is not a problem (laughs) to sell. You are in business. Yeah, You don't like if you had a brick and mortar, you'd be selling literally every single day. If someone goes to your Mm. restaurant and you say, Oh, I don't feel like selling anything today. They're actually going to be pissed that you're not selling something at the restaurant that you have. So yes, getting over fear of selling is such a big thing for people who want to turn this into a business, because here's the thing you could lose a hundred followers if you start selling, Mm -hmm. but who cares? They weren't going to buy. Wouldn't you rather gain five followers who are now like loyal and they're going to buy every single thing you put out. That's how I like to tell Mm -hmm. people like a hundred followers loss. Yeah. It's a vain metric and it looks cool to say you have an X amount of number of followers, but if you have mm-hmm. five people who are consistently buying your stuff, you're that like, I mean, depending on like what it is, like that's five incredible like in customers and you're building that customer relationship. And what you said about loyalty, yes. like brand loyalty, you know, you are your mm-hmm. own brand, especially when you show up on social media. Your voice is yours, it's your, it's your secret weapon. It's your, like, it's, the only thing that differentiates you from any other author, from any other business that's in the same niche. So stepping into that right. power and yeah, that's really good tip. I thank you for that. And yeah, definitely. Where can people find you? Where can people like you're everywhere and I'm, I'm like, you're on TikTok <laughs> or I'm, So where can people learn more about you? Sign up for a workshop, work
1: with you. Tell us everything. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So my website is shelbylee.co. L-E-I-G-H is how you spell my last name. And then I'm at uh, Shelby Lee Poetry on TikTok and Instagram. I share my work there pretty much every day. So I'm there a lot. Those are the main platforms, but yeah, you can find out all about my books and my workshops and marketing things on my website, shelbylee.co.
0: Are your workshops, are they like a membership or is it like you can buy one at a time? How does it work?
1: Yeah. It is a membership. It is a monthly membership. Um, Of course you can join for a month and cancel if you want to. Um, We don't see that often, but, (laughs) but totally fine. If you just want to come for one workshop and check it out. Um, But yeah, it's an amazing, amazing group. We have nearly 70, I think poets in that group now. And yeah, we do, we meet twice a month for virtual workshops and talk about self-publishing and marketing your book and all of the things. So it's really fun. That's a
0: really incredible membership. So different, but like, Yeah. That's awesome. Thank Thank you you so much for coming on. And I really appreciate having you here today. Of course, Taylor, this was
1: really fun. Thank you.